Welcome to Murder Minute. On today's episode, the angel maker of Brook Street. But first, your true crime headlines. A wrongfully convicted man who served 23 years behind bars for a crime that he didn't commit will receive a settlement of $1.5 million from the state of Kansas. Lamont McIntyre was 17 years old when he was convicted of a 1994 double murder. He received a sentence of life in prison, of which he served 8,583 days before being exonerated and released in October of 2017. McIntyre was able to file suit against the state under its mistaken conviction statute, which was passed in 2018 and allows the wrongfully convicted to seek monetary damages against the state. McIntyre's is the third lawsuit of its kind to be resolved under the statute, and three more suits are pending. Since his release, McIntyre has co-founded a non-profit organization called Miracle of Innocence, which helps others who are wrongly convicted. He is also the co-owner and student instructor at Headlines Barber Academy in Kansas City. In addition to his $1.5 million settlement, McIntyre will also receive two years of state health benefits, counseling, and a tuition waiver for post-secondary education, and his conviction and arrest records were ordered to be expunged. In Iowa, prosecutors secured a conviction in the cold case murder of Michelle Martinko, an 18-year-old high school senior who was stabbed to death in the parking lot of a Cedar Rapids shopping mall in 1979. Police were able to identify a suspect in her murder thanks to genealogy, a technique being used to solve numerous cold cases through familial DNA matching. In this case, investigators found that DNA matched Jerry Lynn Burns, who was arrested in December of 2018, exactly 39 years after the crime. Burns denied involvement in the case, but could not explain why his blood was found on the victim at the time of her murder. Burns was found guilty of first-degree murder and now faces a mandatory sentence of life in prison. Those are your true crime headlines. Up next, the angel maker of Brook Street. But first, a quick break. If you're on social media, chances are you've heard of the beauty brand Glossier. I know, you're probably like me. You've tried hundreds of beauty products and had your heart broken before. But Glossier is different. Glossier isn't just another pretty face. It's beautiful inside and out. Glossier makes cruelty-free products designed with your real beauty routine in mind. Skincare, makeup, fragrances, and all painstakingly perfected to be worthy of my bathroom shelf. I've always been at war with my skin. First, I battled oil and acne as a teenager, and now that I'm a little older, it's dryness and fine lines. And all my life, I've used makeup to pull a mask over my skin issues, but often the ingredients in the products just made the problem worse. But not anymore. Glossier puts skin first, makeup second, so you know you're not just covering up your skin, you're actually treating it. This winter, I'm treating my lips with BerryBalm.com. It's moisturizing my lips, while also giving me a perfectly subtle swipe of color. But my favorite product is their Milky Jelly Cleanser. 
and I'm not the only one. It's one of Glossier's top-selling products. This pH-balanced formula has a blend of five different conditioners. It's dermatologist-tested, hypoallergenic, non-irritating, paraben-free, and cruelty-free. Perfect for my combination skin. We know that it's what's inside that counts, but I have to say, the packaging is also really beautiful. Get that glowy, dewy skin for yourself by visiting glossier.com slash podcast slash mm. Learn more and take their quiz to find your ultimate Glossier skincare routine. Plus, new customers get 10% off their first order at glossier.com slash podcast slash mm. That's G-L-O-S-S-I-E-R dot com slash podcast slash mm. If you're looking for a killer way to get your thrills and chills the next time you have movie night, look no further than AMC Shudder. Shudder has the largest, fastest-growing, human-curated selection of thrilling and dangerous entertainment. And you can stream it all, unlimited and ad-free, on all your favorite devices. I have Shudder on my iPhone, my iPad, and my Apple TV. This is the Netflix of horror. For $5.99 a month, I can watch all my favorite horror classics like Night of the Living Dead, Halloween, The Fog, and the 1962 cult classic, Blood Feast. And acclaimed TV series like Creepshow. Plus, Shudder has a unique collection of original films and series. Up next on my list is their new exclusive series, The Deadlands, in which a slain Maori warrior is sent back to the worlds of the living to redeem his sins. Sounds killer. Plus, you can browse curated lists by guests like our friend, Camille Nanjiani. Skip the horror section on your other streaming services. AMC Shudder is scary good. Get the best collection of on-demand horror, suspense, and thriller content out there. To try Shudder free for 30 days, go to Shudder.com and use the promo code MM. That's S-H-U-D-D-E-R dot com and the promo code MM for 30 days free. Put the screaming into streaming with AMC Shudder. Welcome back to Murder Minute. This is the story of the Angel Maker of Brook Street. Hilda Nielsen was born on May 24, 1876, in Helsingborg, Sweden. In the early 1900s, she and her husband Gustav were deeply in debt. So Hilda decided to take up a new profession that would earn her some quick and easy money. She would take custody of and nurse the newborn babies of unwed mothers in need of help for a fee. A practice that came to be known as baby farming. In the late Victorian era, having a child outside of marriage was considered a moral crime. And before the advent of safe and reliable contraception, many women found themselves pregnant with children they simply could not care for. No woman could raise a child born outside of marriage and remain either in polite society or in employment. These fallen women had few options. For many, their only choice was to hide their pregnancies, give birth in secret, and give up the child. 
The most common form of employment for young women was in domestic service, but servants were typically required to live in their employers' homes and were not permitted to have children with them. A pregnancy usually meant dismissal. The wages they earned if they stayed on as servants made it possible for them to pay other women to care for and raise the child. The women who took in these babies did not call themselves baby farmers. That was a much feared and derogatory term. They called themselves nurses or foster mothers. For women who were desperate, leaving their baby with a stranger like Hilda and paying her a fee to care for the child was the fastest and easiest way to solve their problem with few questions asked. But by the time that Hilda had taken up the profession, baby farming was already notorious. In 1870, after an undercover investigation of baby farming, the London Times concluded, quote, My conviction is that children are murdered in scores by these women, that adoption is only a fine phrase for slow or sudden death. Between 1870 and 1909, eight women in the UK were found guilty and hanged for the murder and criminal neglect of the children left in their care. One such infamous baby farmer was Margaret Waters. Widowed in 1864, Margaret turned to baby farming to earn her living. At first, she charged about 10 pounds to take in a child and then she would take the infant to another farmer, paying them eight pounds or so. This racket enabled her to pocket two pounds without ever having to care for the child. But soon Margaret realized that there was a more profitable way. She kept the full sum and dosed the children under her care with laudanum to keep them quiet and suppress their appetite while they slowly starved to death. Margaret Waters was hanged on October 11, 1870. Amelia Dyer, a trained nurse, also turned to baby farming after her husband passed away. At first, Amelia cared for the children legitimately, along with two of her own children. But after a number of them died in her care, intentionally or not, she was sentenced to six months hard labor for negligence. After her release, Amelia began murdering the children, often by strangulation. Amelia killed for 30 years before she was caught. When a bagged corpse of an infant was discovered floating in the Thames, the evidence led to Amelia. She was hanged on June 10, 1896. In the UK, such widespread incidents led to the Infant Life Protection Act of 1897, which empowered local authorities to control the registration of nurses responsible for more than one infant under the age of five for a period longer than 48 hours. It also required that nurses register the name, age, and sex of the child with the local authorities, as well as the name and address of the mother. 
Then, in 1908, the Children's Act established that, quote, no infant could be kept in a home that was so unfit and so overcrowded as to endanger its health, and no infant could be kept by an unfit nurse who threatened by neglect or abuse its proper care and maintenance. But Hilda lived in Sweden, and evidently they were a little behind. Like Margaret and Amelia, Hilda realized that it was more economical to dispose of the children and pocket the money. Most of the mothers never returned for their children. And the money left for their care was never enough to pay the bills and keep them fed indefinitely. Despite the known risks, desperate women trusted Hilda with the care of their newborns. Hilda's house was clean and well-kept. This gave the mother's peace of mind that she was a kind and caring nurse. And surely, these women felt that they had no other option. They handed over their babies, relieved that Hilda would keep their secret. Their anonymity was assured, no documents to fill out, no names or explanations necessary, and no paper trail. The authorities rarely knew that these babies even existed. Hilda Nielsen killed most of the babies immediately after they were dropped off. She would put the baby in her wash tub, place a heavy object on top of them, such as a washboard and a coal scuttle, to hold them under the water and leave them there to drown. A few hours later, Hilda would return to collect the body and either dispose of the child by burning them or on seldom occasions, bury them. For a while, Hilda got away with the murders. Mothers who wanted to reclaim or check on the welfare of their children were often too frightened or ashamed to tell the police about any suspected wrongdoing. But in 1917, one of the mothers, Blenda Henriksen, wished to contact her child. When Hilda refused, Blenda contacted the police to investigate. On June 2nd, 1917, the trial of Hilda Nielsen began. And on June 15th, Hilda Nielsen was convicted of murdering eight children. Some estimates put the number of victims closer to 17. Hilda was sentenced to death by guillotine and was taken to cell number five in Landskrona Citadel. In Landskrona Citadel, a women's prison that was formerly a 16th century fortress to await her execution. But on August 10th, 1917, rather than face beheading, Hilda committed suicide in cell five by hanging herself with a linen cloth which she tied to the cell door. Little did she know that the same day she committed suicide, the court had commuted her sentence to life imprisonment. In the community of Helsingborg, Hilda became known as the Angel Maker on Brook Street. 
Over the years, residents came to believe that Hilda's spirit haunted the house where she committed her murders. It was demolished as no one wanted to live there. But that wasn't the only place that the ghost of Hilda was reportedly seen. When a Danish prostitute spent the night in cell number five, where Hilda committed suicide, the next morning they found her in a crazed state with a blood stain on the floor. The woman claimed that it looked like the devil's eye and that the blood had dripped from Hilda's thumb Bible. Another woman who was in cell five reported seeing a woman hanging in the window. And jailers said that they've heard mysterious noises coming from the cell and that the prison dogs refused to enter cell five after Hilda committed suicide. Today, the angel maker on Brook Street is still known as Sweden's most notorious female serial killer. Landskrona Citadel Prison is now a museum, offering guided tours in the summer. It can also be rented for private parties. This has been Murder Minute. For True Crime Anytime, download the Murder Minute app or follow us on Instagram at Murder Minute.